black capes back on the rack. Hello, and welcome to Deep Dive. Uh, I'm Jackson Russo. I'm Adam Selby. This week we're doing uh, Bauhaus, not the art school, but the English band from Northam- Northampton, England. Um, they are, as I said, an English band. They have had a couple runs, but most notably from yeah, 1978 from... to 1983. That's really the only time they were a band other than reunion shows. So, Yeah. So it, yeah, I mean... I don't know. They're, yeah, that's fair. People who don't know them, uh, they're a post-punk band that, I don't know, they, they're considered the people who started gothic rock. Yeah. Uh, and they kind of brought in some glam rock kind of elements to it. They're one of those bands, and for a little while uh, before I listened to Radiohead, Radiohead was one of these bands where all your favorite bands talk about them, yeah. but you really don't know who they are. Like Joy than, Division? Yeah, exactly. Like Joy Division. Yeah. Um, so... So they're named Bauhaus. They're also they were known as Bauhaus 1919, and apparently that was in reference to the first operating uh, year of the German art school Bauhaus, which I know. Which is, I mean, it's also like a design yeah. philosophy. So yeah, I know next to nothing about it. Uh, Bauhaus to me is synonymous with this band. So which is interesting because for me it's the other way around. Yeah, I should have looked up a little bit of what Bauhaus is before this, but I guess. It's good to have somebody who's completely oblivious to it, and you actually understand it. But uh, I we, mean, we're not here to talk about the buildings. So yeah, we went through. Um, they have five uh, full-length records, and then we also listened to a single that did not make any of the records. Yeah, but is one of their earliest songs. And yeah, probably it, what they're best known for. It was their first. From what I heard, I mean, we may as well start with that one. Uh, from, yeah, we can start there. What from what I heard, that was their uh, first. Uh, first song or like first recording before the um their first album. Yeah, that out. was actually so that was, the single was nineteen seventy nine, uh, and their first album was nineteen eighty. So yeah, it was right before it. But uh, so yeah, it's just a song that I mean that got them to be known, uh, but just never made it on an album, which is really weird to me because it's easily their biggest song. Yeah, and it's it's interesting because uh you know 1979 1980 uh, and uh this was a song that you know is known as their biggest song and it's not short at all no it's nine minutes and something yeah it's nine and a half minutes it's so it, it's good to say what the song is called i don't yeah. want to pronounce it bella so. lugosi's dead yeah bella lugosi's do you know dead. who bella lugosi was is it some vampire or something is it yeah an actor who played uh dracula okay well there you go so yeah, I, it, it's a good song. And yeah, it's a good song. It's a little bit long, but I think it works. It, um, it, it, it's one of those things. I, I don't know if you listen to um, what's that band? Um, Nico and uh, Velvet Under- Underground, the oh, yeah. song "Heroin" uh, from that album. It, it's it's one of those songs where it's very long, and it's not long in the sense where you know it has a, multiple passages. It kind of has it's very much the same thing the whole song it doesn't really fluctuate too much which it's good but it does i'm sure there's an edit i didn't listen to an edit there must have been a radio edit because i don't know how this ever would have been popular otherwise well i I was looking it up and like it it got a lot of acclaim and it got on charts and whatnot and i was just like damn 
how the fuck did that I mean, happen? That, that was a different time. Music Definitely. was longer and it was okay. Yeah. Well, it, it's a good song. Um, yeah, it's largely attributed to like being the first song in gothic rock and yeah and this is it's definitely a song that's influenced a lot of people it's this kind of this band a little bit fell into that um same thing where king crimson did for me that i really appreciate that you know they started something but they're it's hard for me to really sit down and be like oh i want to listen to this that kind of thing not saying i would turn it off or dislike it but it's not something i would Say like, oh well, let's listen to this. But well, you know. especially their earlier stuff, which we can get into now. Yeah. Um, so it's their just, first it's album harder to get into. Yeah. Uh, yeah, their first album in the Flatfield, nineteen eighty. Yep. Uh, it's a self-produced album. Uh, they mentioned Joy Division, Iggy Pop, and David Bowie are their primary influences. Got a um, naked the dude on the that. cover. Does have that. Yeah, which uh, I pulled um, this up to listen to at work, and oh, nice. I had it on my computer at work and i wasn't listening through my phone or anything i was like oh shit hopefully that's not a bad thing no but. <laughs> i'm sure it's fine <laughs> yeah um uh, yeah this album was like completely slammed when it came out everybody said it was awful but now it's considered near perfect yeah I was, which if you look shows at you the, how much it influenced things really i think like we, we were just talking about a band before this who that it's like they're like a pitchfork sweetheart which if you don't know pitchfork is notorious for hating everything yeah they hate everything everything um but they gave this a 9.2 out of 10 which you know if you get a seven out of uh pitchfork you've made it that kind of thing and you know people yeah whatever but now it's also good to note there's a a bunch of reissues of these albums with uh like they'll have like six more songs we just listened to the original versions which are a lot of the extra songs are all like not all but a lot of them are covers yeah. Or things that are like off of EPs that they put out later. Yeah, I didn't listen so. to any of them. Um, I actually, I really like this album. Uh, this first album, and as you noted, you know they're known for being uh, goth rock. They're the yeah. first goth music, whatever you attribute that to. They are you know known as starting that. Um, and this album very much feels like an album that I've talked nonstop about the daughter's album, where it's just kind of like a, it does have that feeling of uh kind of industrial and I doubt industrial was a thing at this point. Yeah. I think this was pre that, you know, like a genre, at least that people knew about and so, talked about. So. Yeah. And industrial has goth elements and vice versa, that kind of thing. What, whatever you want to say on that, but it has that feeling. Um, the only detriment to this album of being that way of me liking it in that way is there's not a song on here that like I would just pick up and be like, okay, I'm going to listen to double dare in the flat field. I have to listen to the whole album. Yeah. It's definitely a whole experience more than, you know, a couple of singles or something. Yeah. Which is, I I started to feel uh, that way about almost all of their music. Yeah. I think that's part of why album or two, Yeah, but it, it did feel like it. That's it, part it was, of why their albums work is that they they work that way, and that's probably why they never became a bigger band. Is yeah, I don't it, know. A lot of these songs would never have played on the radio anyway. Yeah, and, apparently I, I read that. Apparently, a lot of the um, it was the same four members the whole time. There was never any lineup changes or anything like that. Um, that apparently after this band, they all had more success with other yeah. projects, which is it's interesting because 
they're one of the formative bands but um yeah i really i really like this album i definitely say that this was probably my favorite album by them and i'll at the end say you know my because yeah. i wrote down a list of how i liked them because i had specific reasons why i ranked them but i would definitely say this one was my favorite and not because of that whole um oh this is the first goth yeah. No, so. I mean, I think it's probably their strongest uh, in terms of what they wanted to do, and it was really, I don't know, just really well done all around. Uh, my it, only complaint is that they really abuse the fact that they have stereo recording on that first <laughs> song. Yeah. Like, to Beatles level of abuse. Yeah, it, so. it definitely, stereo recording when it came out, it was uh, learning it. There's that one. Well, uh, I mean, it, stereo hadn't even just come out at this point. They just abused it because they could. Yeah, I so. mean, yeah, there's no excuse here. But like whenever stereo came out, that one Cream album, I forgot yeah. what it's called, but it's their big album with uh, Sunshine of Your Love and everything where all the drums are in the right ear or they're in and the left stay ear. stay there. Yeah, and it's so weird, but it it's cool to hear it because, you know, it is them kind of figuring out a good way of using it where now it's just normal but yeah, yeah i agree with you um yeah not much else to say about that i might say unless you have anything else on it no i don't i think it's it's worth checking out if you're interested in this uh type of music just because like yeah. we said it it works best as a whole album and and it comes in under 40 minutes yeah which, and it's pretty pretty short for yeah especially if you're listening to the original yeah um yeah the so, next album uh, mask which came out in 1981 it's it's nice to note here that they uh, put out an album every yeah, year an album a year before they uh split up for the first time and it was you know they had four albums before they split and it was 1980 81 82 yep. 83 so that here's one thing before we go into this next album that i was really hesitant when i it, it's good to note because i probably never said it on this show and i don't know if i've said it in on any other show that uh I don't like the 80s music very much. There's, it's good to know. There are some bands that I do like from the 80s, but for the most part, I just don't like the uh, musical aesthetic that was around. It, I'm not against anyone liking it. It's just, personally, it just felt, it feels a bit cheesy to me. And it, Right. I mean, know, I think that's fair. The 80s were not a good, But also, it's pop great music time where for music. I don't like the aesthetic of pop music today. So, really, yeah. what I'm saying is like 1980s pop music, so... There are things that I like, like The Smiths and The Cure, which are pop, but they're a little different. Um, but yeah, so I was really hesitant coming in when I saw like, oh, this band started yeah. or released in 1980. And I was like, oh shit, there's a good chance I'm not going to like this. But that being said, we're in the second album. This is uh, Mask. Yeah, so it's a, it's a bit weirder of an album. Uh, it's shorter too. Also shorter, more experimental, but it's really energetic and they... I don't want to say they have like poppy like influences going on, but it's definitely more approachable than their first album. Yeah, it, it, it's a, even though it is weird, like it's approachable. I would say that this one was my least favorite album. Um, I listened to all the albums at least twice. A couple I listened to more than that, but on this one, I really just it, yeah, it didn't really strike yeah. anything with me. But it has the same, you know, positive reviews at least i don't know if it was originally uh yeah I, don't, I, I couldn't find anything about that originally um yeah i mean th people this album does a good job than the first album yeah that they refined stuff but honestly i think they I like figured that. out what they wanted to do but i like the the i don't know the self-produced nature of the first one a i lot. like the jagged so, edges that yeah. that's one of the things that like 
I don't know if this was uh, something that people really say about goth rock or gothic music, but personally, I, I just like jagged edges in music. That kind of makes it feel more real and not homogenized. Yeah. So, oh, and they don't have anything that's really overproduced. Yeah. Which I think is a rarity for, I mean, most of the bands that we've mentioned, at least they all have one yeah overproduced album um in the 80s more more so in the 80s because you know like 80s is known for uh synthesizers and electronic drums which are i have nothing against either of those but they are synthetic so they have that feeling and so yeah i mean it's a fine album i don't hate the album yeah i i like it it's not my favorite one um i do think it does a really good job of showing off uh peter murphy's voice yeah. And how weird of a voice he has. Yeah, that's the singer, by the way. We didn't mention that. Oh, yeah, we didn't, I guess. Yeah. he's. He, I think he's probably the most prominent member of the band. He is. I knew that name when I saw it, and I was just like, oh, fuck. I don't know who that is, but I know that name. It's just one of those names that you know. But uh, this album was their first charting album as well. Uh, this album and the next album are their only uh, silver. Yeah. Well, okay, so they both charted, but uh, certified albums. So they got... Uh, a, in the UK, this was certified silver, and so was the next album. So, um, yeah, nothing more yeah. to say about it. I don't really have anything else on that. So, the next album is The Sky's Gone Out. This one was their highest. Uh, uh, yeah, best selling. Um, I have two songs that I wrote down on this one uh, Loved Spirit and The Free Shadows are both songs that I really liked. Uh, that second one is kind of weird. Yeah. But I like that because uh, it's. The first song is a cover. It's a Brian Eno cover. I didn't notice that. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, I don't know much Brian Eno, but it is a cover. Somehow that makes sense, though. Um, Yeah, it does. They, they did a ton of covers, which is crazy. I mean, didn't they do a couple Bowie covers or something like that? Yeah, they have on this, actually on the this album, on the uh, CD reissue, they have a oh, Ziggy, Ziggy Stardust. Stardust. I see that, yeah. Uh, I mean, they, they were definitely big uh, Bowie and Iggy Pop fans. I'd say. Especially Peter Murphy, again. Uh, yeah. And that's part of why you might have recognized his name is he's played with a bunch of other groups and he predominantly covers the music he was influenced by. So Yeah, I wouldn't say that this was my favorite album or anything, but I did really like that, uh, The Three Shadows, which was... It, it's, it's a, a three-part. Three yeah. Yeah, and so I assume uh, the way they've written it is, you know, each part is one of the shadows or whatever. Um, there's, From what I found, I didn't find anything that really talked about uh the like, writing behind yeah, that but yeah. there um you know if you put it together it's about like a nine minute type thing or eight to nine minutes and i i really enjoyed that uh, i think that's probably for me at least that's where this man shines almost is like longer songs where they can just yeah. kind of get really into it like that that single being really good yeah um and kind of how the i mean their first album it doesn't work is a bunch of tracks but yeah and you could listen to these the three shadows part one two and three individually and it wouldn't feel off but yeah they do have me, distinct endings yeah to yeah. me personally i saw it as one song and if i were to really decide i would say that that the three shadows three part thing was my favorite uh song of theirs and i didn't expect it when i kind of saw that and the first couple songs of this album i was like oh you know maybe leading into this three-part thing i'm not gonna like that but yeah sometimes really, that, that was my work. favorite yeah I, I would definitely say that that's my favorite song by them is the three shadows it, it's yeah i mean they're still sticking in that goth rock uh sound 
in this. Uh, the first three albums, I would say, are very goth rock. Um, they do, throughout their career, get more... The first album, does, it's not that it's negative, but it feels darker. And yeah. they get brighter with each album. And this album is still in that range of like, okay, this isn't too bright that it feels different to me. Um, there are songs on this that are kind of like bright and they feel like, you know, kind of not striving for a hit, but kind of feels like it could be one of those. Like, yeah, more just influenced by the music that was going on then. Yeah, so, and nothing wrong with that, but personally I was like, you know, what I liked about the first uh, album, it, it was really dark for the 80s, which a lot of the music, yeah. except for like The Cure and The Smiths, to me, from the 80s, the pop music that is, um, felt very uh, shiny is the best word I'd say. But this was their uh, top charting album and honestly that's probably yeah. not because it's their best album but because it uh i think you know, they had garnered some success yeah some success and it was probably more at least some of the songs more approachable yeah um, I'm not i really sh- like this album i think it might be my favorite yeah uh but it's a hard like it's a very hard tie for me between this one and the first album so. i'm not sure what album is kind of considered their biggest album i'm I'm guessing it's their first album think, since it's the first. Yeah, their first album is definitely the album. most. Uh, uh, it's on the most lists of like the music you should listen to, kind of thing. Like it's one yeah. of those kind of albums. Yeah. Well, uh, do you want to move into the next album? Yeah. So that's uh, "Burning from the Inside." This is their last album before they took their uh, first break. They broke up, uh, and ni- this is uh, was released in 1983. Forty minutes long. Uh, by the way, I like their artwork a lot. This artwork on this album is probably my favorite out of all of them, um, if that's really yeah. relevant to anyone. Uh, you can see it on your podcast app now, and if you've seen the artwork for Jackson's band, it makes sense. Yeah. that's a, It's in the same yeah. same vein of... I like this. Uh, yeah. it's, a, it's a style of art. I don't really know what it's called. I, I, I call it industrial, which is I probably a bad... it could be called glitch art, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, even though it's before that was a, a type of thing you could do, I guess. Um, yeah, analog glitch art maybe. So this album, it you know, not bad. It it has a very different feel. Yeah, this very is, different. This is where it really changed for me to like. Okay, this is bright, and there are songs on this that feel like they're like dub, like that kind of music. And yeah, it it feels like it's an album they wrote after taking a like 10 year hiatus yeah but they didn't yeah it was a year after another year like it feels like they went through a lot of change even though i don't know how they could have in that one year did you see that uh for the most part peter murphy isn't on most of these songs he was super sick and couldn't sing uh or write with them because he was super ill so Hmm. a lot of these songs are sung by the other members of the band so and there's more instrumental breaks too than there usually had been so yeah which by the way uh if this matters at all i don't typically read any of this stuff before i listen to the album um because i like to try and go into yeah it's interesting to read it after yeah you've played it once and i try to go into it without any you know idea of what it is just kind of listen to it for what it is and then after kind of hear about you know okay well this is why this sounded this way and i didn't really necessarily notice that Peter Murphy wasn't, uh, you know, the main part or the main singer uh, until I read yeah. that. Uh, he has a, a distinct bassy tone. He, he kind of he ha- kind of has like a weird, like 
voice going on anyway, just in general. But it's very different from the other uh, two, uh, the other two guys who sang on this. Yeah, and um, it, one of the things about uh, his vocal stylings is sometimes it doesn't feel like singing; it more feels like aggressive, like talking, kind of yeah. more kind of like poetic type uh, delivery, and less kind of like oh, singing uh, melodically, which it works really well for goth music, which, yeah. I mean, this is probably where that came from. And, um, yeah, I mean, this is a fine album, but it definitely, after hearing that, I was like, there was something that felt off about it to me, and I think it was that fact that it was by different people. Yeah, that, that explains why it's a very different album, because it's a lot softer and calmer in some regards. Um, I mean, as far as I know, there's only one song off of this album that Peter Murphy ever has played solo yeah. or with other groups after this. This is the only album that he doesn't play anything off of. Yeah. Um, so that makes sense now, especially knowing I didn't catch that he wasn't um, involved with writing it even. So. Yeah. I mean, he was on the album, but for the most part, he... Right, but yeah. not even involved in the writing processes. Yeah. And uh, distinctive there. apparently this album was, by the time it was released, they were already broken up. So... Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, just... Yeah, so they, they broke up uh, and then it, like 19... took... Yeah, almost... Yeah, 1983, yeah, so... Yeah, 1998 was the next time they got back together to play a couple shows. Yeah, they did, I think, like, Reconstruction or Resurrection Tour, I think is what they called it, but uh, yeah, they... A money tour, basically. They, they released a live album, and that's it, but no new music that yeah. I saw, Um, and, and then, then they got back together. Yeah, 2005 to 2008... Yeah, and they had the new album "Go Away White," which I also like the album artwork. Album artwork. Yeah, for. I think that album artwork might be my favorite this, out of all these. This album, uh, it does, it, you know, it it's their final album, and I I do believe that they're not gonna get back together. They're all still alive, and they all still play music, but I don't believe that they'll get back together. It just kind of seems. Yeah, they've uh, they've called this album an epilogue. Is like this was the closing. Like we want, we needed yeah. to finish the band and put it to rest and be done. Yeah, um, and I, I think it. I mean, it shows in the album. And yeah, and they it did feels announce permanent. like this is the last record. This is the end of the band, and there's going to be no tour for the album. Like we're just releasing yeah. this, and um, it's a good album. It feels more, as I said, it feels more positive, or it just feels more upbeat uh, in the music sense. Which yeah. Uh, it's not a bad thing. Um, I mean, it, it, you can clearly tell that they've grown up a bunch since then and yeah. have changed musically. Um, yeah, I, I don't I think... I don't know. It's, it's not very... If you played this beside the first album, you wouldn't think it's the same band almost. Yeah, it definitely doesn't feel that way. And it doesn't... And that's not even in the sense that it's uh, overproduced or like, oh, it's 2008 no, now yeah, compared yeah. to 1980s. Uh, it just... It does have a better production, but not so much that you're like, oh, this is a different band. And they're just abusing the fact that they can yeah. do this now. And um, when it's not like a typical reunion album where they try to like recapture the band twenty years ago, but yeah. then fail to because most of those fail. I think the so. best way genre, uh, in the genre sense of showing you the difference in this record is all the other ones have the genre of goth rock and uh, post punk. This one also has the tag of funk rock. And I definitely get that. Uh, in the first song, it definitely has that kind of like has a more dancey feel where yeah. they didn't have dancey feels to their other songs. Um, it's a good album. Uh, yeah, it is. I I like that it feels like they tried to 
try a lot of different things. Yeah. And they did them all pretty well. I mean, it's none of it's bad. Um, yeah, it, it, it's a... I wouldn't say... It's a nice uh, send-off to the band. It's yeah. not a bad album uh, with these um, reunion or first albums back or whether it is like a, this is our last song for people to listen to, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, they can, they're hit or miss. It's very rare that they're kind of I think of usually middling. they're pretty bad, honestly. Yeah. And it, it, it's very rare they're in the middle. This is, I would say, just above middle. Yeah. Like, it's good. It's, no, it's not definitely amazing. It's not their best album or anything by yeah. any means. So I would say that, yeah, and I'll get into my ranking of the albums. Um, yeah, it. Yeah, not much else to say about it. Um, yeah, no, I didn't have any songs that really stood out on this one. No, um, and that, as I said about every album, except for "Burning from the Inside," which was their album right before they broke up. Uh, it's something that I feel needs to be listened to yeah. entirely, but that burning from the inside album, it does feel like a, Oh, you know, this can be picked apart as kind of like singles. It didn't feel like a, you know, cohesive work. Yeah. Uh, to its own detriment, I'd say. So uh, just one last thing on this that I think is interesting to mention. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe where you'd seen his name around before was in 2006. He went on tour. Peter Murphy did, uh, with nine inch nails. And they did four different radio sets where they covered a bunch of Joy Division songs and Nine Inch Nails stuff and Bauhaus stuff and yeah, I'm sure I've Bowie seen that. and Iggy Pop and stuff. And so there's, I think, a fair amount of influence from his time doing stuff with Trent because yeah. um, he worked with him doing, uh, he, he contributed to Whiff Teeth in some aspects of the writing, apparently. So Yeah, and I'm sure that kind of, you know, um, Trent Reznor had worked been working with Atticus Ross for so long yeah. so there is that kind of feel of like there's not an electronic feel but I'm sure some of the like sensibilities they, of it that rubbed come off across with, yeah I, I know that uh I did read that for this album um that when they were recording it there was a lot of friction between the band and it was one of those things where they kind of started questioning do we even want to release something like is this worth yeah. our time and then and the, the band members were saying that everyone except for Peter Murphy and then kind of like they had all talked amongst each other and kind of said like maybe we shouldn't do this like maybe we should just call it quits and like it's just not going to work like there's no point in releasing anything and then peter murphy came in and was super you know just like he they didn't say what he said but like they basically he gave he, them this he really wanted that to happen yeah so. and he gave this like kind of speech where they were just like oh yeah like why wouldn't we do this and basically they were all like yeah and so he came in and he just convinced us all and Apparently, um, they tried to do all these songs in like one take. So, you know, hmm. first take is their final cut. So that's really weird for a first album after a close to twenty year break. Yeah, it, it is weird. It it makes it kind of feel like yeah, I'm not sure because I wouldn't listen to this music and think like oh, this is music like Jack White that is being cut in one take. So right. It. There, I I wouldn't say that there. I mean, I I haven't heard otherwise, but I wouldn't say that there was something that was gained by doing that. I think they were just probably trying to get out what the songs actually sounded like. But yeah, I thought it was well, and keep it fresh too, because you don't want to yeah. belabor on like a a reunion album too much. I don't think either, because then you're gonna wind up with something that's it's like you tried too hard. So yeah, it says right here that they did it in 18 days, which is in 
not a short amount of time and it's not a long amount of time either yeah like it feels about normal right? that's about normal for an album uh so i don't know but yeah it's a good album um i would say it, it as i said this band kind of gets into this uh uh they get brighter and brighter which uh that kind of they mix a lot of genres which did not always work for me my yeah. favorite part have, of it i think was, they have a lot of different influences that come across yeah which for bands like this that are known for being so influential that's not super typical like yeah, it you is know like weird you can't listen to king crimson and say like oh well they got this from this person because it's like they're the first one of the first bands to do this so yeah with this band being the first or noted as the first goth band it's weird to hear them also sound a little bit like bowie's glam music and it's weird well, to and, hear that. and to have been like influenced by him too is even weirder to me yeah so you can hear the influences which is it's interesting to hear that um but i would say my favorite parts about them were the goth songs just because i do appreciate it i like goth music and i like what it's become so um yeah i'd say that they shined most during that and when they did the little like glam or funk they lost me a little bit yeah but not and i think that's why i mean you can go ahead and say what your favorite album was but for me i think i'd have to settle on it was the first album and yeah. it's because of yep the uh the impact it had and like the it, i mean the influence it has on music that i also like that was you know influenced by this album um i don't know yeah. it's just it's cool because it has the their influences are really obvious but they're not doing uh not just doing covers which i mean they did plenty of covers but yeah i so i would say that and i agree with you that's my favorite album of this uh my ranking of them from greatest to least uh would be uh in the flat field is my favorite uh then the sky's gone out is my second favorite sheerly because of it has my favorite song on it, and i really yeah. did like that that would be something that i would say like oh we should listen to this but for the most part there's not like a single or anything that I'd be like, Oh, I want to listen to this now. Um, then go away. White is my third favorite just because it, it felt solid and it, it was the only time where that kind of like positive or more bright tone for them worked for me. Uh, and then burning from the inside, I think I'm going to switch it now. I have it written down. Uh, but I'm going to say that mask was my, hmm. uh, fourth, and then my fifth would be burning from the inside just because now thinking back on it, it did feel a bit weird after knowing that everything was a bit different. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, do you have something that you think people should listen to first? If they want to get into it. I think it would be the first album. Yeah. I think we agree that it's so. the first album. So yeah. And then if you like it, I think go to the sky's gone out. Yeah. It's probably the next one to go to. Yeah, I'd agree. It, and it's a, it's a really cool band and, it's one of those things where I'd been hearing this uh, name, you know, and like there's even there's a yeah, I mean, if you've even song that says like I was listening yeah. to Bauhaus. So I mean, if you look at the list of bands who claim they've been influenced by them, it's really long. And there's oh, yeah. in bands that are in like genres you wouldn't think of. Yeah, uh, they're definitely worth a listen. And if you don't want to settle on listening to all of them, or if you don't want to commit to listening to all five records listen to the first album because it is the start of a genre and then it also i think it is a really good album it, yeah. you know that song uh i think it's double dare which is on that album it's 
it's super it's yeah the first song double dare in the flat field there's some like really fat bass riffs on there that i'm just like okay this feels really heavy for something that's coming from the 80s and i know that they had like thrash metal in the 80s but like, yeah this well, felt was... heavy without being that kind of like oh look how fast we can play yeah. so yeah it was really that album is really good i i would definitely not be opposed to buying that album Whereas the re- like buying it on vinyl or something, where, yeah. As the rest of the yeah, stuff, it's definitely you would listen to it a bunch. I wouldn't be upset if yeah. I didn't hear any of the rest of the music, but that that first album I do really like. Um, I got nothing else to say about them. Anything you got? No, I don't yeah. either. Well, uh, other than if you if you do like them, I would check out the those radio sessions uh, yeah. recordings. They're all over the internet. But if you like, you know, Nine Inch Nails, and you like this music. You're going to enjoy it. So. Yeah, I didn't listen to anything that he did with uh, Trent Reznor, so I, I am interested to hear that. Um, yeah, so uh, next week I'm going to do a handbrake turn, and we're going to listen to a completely different genre, a genre we haven't really even listened to. Um, I'm We even we basically discussed this, and I mentioned it, if you even remember it, Adam, but I want to uh, listen to D'Angelo. That's what I figured. Yep. Uh, I mentioned it kind of in passing, and you, you said mentioned like, it on a an episode earlier this year. So yeah, and you kind of were like, "Oh yeah, I'd like to do that." And I was like, "Yeah, okay, then I'm definitely gonna do that." Yeah. Um, he is an uh, R&B singer, uh, U.S. an American uh, R&B singer. He's a uh, only has three albums, so we're gonna listen to those three albums. Um, and yeah, that that it'll be a nice uh, palate cleanser, I'd say. Uh, something different from what we've been listening to and then also you know it's only three albums so we can really kind of dive into those a little bit deeper and yeah. go track by track but D'Angelo uh, in two weeks yeah I'm excited I haven't uh, I like D'Angelo's music I like a lot of the hits but I've never given um, the, uh, the like the full albums attention yeah a quick question have you listened to Bauhaus before we did this or I've heard some of their songs but I've never listened to a full album of yeah. theirs yeah okay other than I want to say I've heard most of the second half of the third album okay well so next it's, week it's definitely a band I wanted to fill in the hole so like same kind of thing of like yeah. a band yeah. that I knew I liked but uh hadn't listened to everything so so yeah, yeah next week yeah we'll be doing D'Angelo yeah